Hi guys, my name is Ansley Hester and welcome to my podcast, Counterclockwise. I am thrilled that you've decided to join me today and I cannot wait to see what God has in store for this podcast. This podcast is all about encouraging young people to be countercultural, to be different, to go away from the crowd and to be a light for our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Counterclockwise. Hey guys, what's up? My name is Ansley Hester and welcome back to Counterclockwise. Today is going to be a fantastic episode. This is the sixth episode of our Destiny series. Six out of, wait, yeah, six out of eight. So we are trucking along and we are almost done. Thank the Lord. Can I get an amen? Okay. Um, so, yes. Um, chapter six of destiny really been loving the series sorry i didn't have an episode last week just kind of been kind of crazy with everything going on mentally and emotionally and spiritually and physically you know what i'm talking about so didn't have an episode last week but have one this week and i have a blog post already ready for saturday so be looking for that because it is coming your way um i might actually put it out earlier maybe so recap on destiny series we started the season off strong with um, defining your destiny and just kind of figuring out that we all have a destiny, a destiny period. And then we go into this idea of defending our identity, our destiny, and trying to be able to learn the skills and qualities that we need to be able to defend our identity, defend our faith, which is a very important topic, topic especially today in history. And then we talked about how your turn is going to come. Like you might not be living in your destiny right now. You might be in that kind of waiting phase, which can be the worst phase of them all. Um, but our turn is going to come. And we talk a lot about the waiting phase and what we're supposed to do in that waiting phase. And then in qualities of a queen, we talk about the different qualities that a queen has to have in order to take on big leadership roles and even small ones. Um, but just like a faith-based woman needs to have um, living out her destiny, some of those qualities. And then last week, we talked about how now is our time. So we talked a couple episodes about your turn will come. And now we're talking about, okay, now is your time. What are we going to do? what actions are we going to take? And we kind of went on a rabbit trail last or last episode um, and spiraled and so kind of went off path, but it, I felt like it was a really deep and good episode. So today we're going to talk about misplaced trust. Um, and this is something that is so um, like present in um, our world and society today is placing our trust in either in things or in people or in uh, power seats and placing our trust in things not of God. And that can get us in a lot of trouble, um, like mentally and spiritually, but also physically um, and in some of the ways that society holds us to a higher standard. So um, this is kind of a shorter chapter, but we first talk about um, kind of in the story of Esther, we're destiny, this book, is by David Cooper. Um, I will try to link it in the show notes, but I'm not sure if there is a link for it. But it goes through the story of Esther talking about different these key points of finding your destiny. Um, and so in the story, in the part of the story we're in is when Esther is about to tell the king that she's a Jew and to save all the Jews around her. And Mordecai, her cousin who kind of adopted her, said, do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone 
you alone of all the Jews will escape. So he um, is saying to her, she's like debating on whether she's going to go tell the king and save the Jew, the Jewish people. Um, but she's a Jew herself. So Mordecai is telling her, hey, you think if you sit back and do nothing, you're not going to get caught. But that's not true because you're going to get caught in the king's house just like we are not in the king's house. Um, so the first section that we kind of talk about or the book talks about is situations change. So just like in that passage I just read to you, yes, she was the queen of an empire. Yes, she was the most like highest prestigious woman in the town and women weren't high to, held to much of high of a standard, but she was that standard. Um, And she but her situation changed. She was that high queen high, and high power with high demand. But then all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, she became a wanted criminal. Um, and so your situations change for the good or for the better. And we kind of have to adapt and change with them, just like Esther did. Esther had to say, okay, I'm not the queen most powerful anymore. I'm actually on the wanted list. And I need to kind of adapt with my environment and change with my environment and change my role to being this kind of sit-at-home housewife situation, like a beauty pageant, like a model, kind of like a statue in the corner of the room. And I need to change and be that motivational speaker, be that evangelist, be that fighter um, who's going to take those big risky steps. So don't trust your situation. Whatever situation you're in right now, you can't trust that. If you're the most popular kid in high school right now, um, well, you grow up, first of all. Or if you're actually like the quiet kid in the corner, you're going to change too. My dad, we joke around with my dad and said that his peak was in middle school when he was in like sixth, seventh grade. That's when his peak. And then he started in high school. He started eating lunch in the library and like being very much under the radar. Um, and so we say that his situations change just by the time he got older. And in his case, in this worldly standard for the bad, he became the kind of like library guy. So don't trust your situation. Um, Again, back to the passage saying that Mordecai told her that she wasn't safe to live in the king's house um, and she wasn't going to get out of this like kind of annihilation that Hanan wanted to pursue. Um, your current situation is not going to protect you. Do not put your faith in your situation. Many of us tell ourselves, if I could get this job, if I could just accomplish this, if I were to get this job... If I could just live here, if I could remember this level of success, then I would be safe and secure. Remember, your situation is in the king's house and your security. Hold on. Remember, your situation in the king's house is not your security. God is. So that was a passage right, right from the book. But that last sentence that says this, remember your situation. So where you are, your current state which in Esther's, in quotes, in the king's house. So Esther's was the king's house, but maybe it's the most popular kid at your high school. Maybe it's the most talented person at your theater. Maybe it's the most athletic person on the soccer field. Whatever situation you're in, that's not where your security needs to be. God needs to be your security. So, oh, I'm so popular, so I don't have to really worry about like if I'm going to find a prom date or not. Well, I don't need to be trusting that I'm going to find a prom date because I'm popular. I need to be trusting, oh, I'm going to find a prom date if that's God's will for me. Does that kind of make sense? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? 
Um, so your security needs to be found not in the situation that you're in, because just like we noted, situations and power changes, but we need to have find our security in Christ. And next quote that I underlined is, okay, here we go. This is, oh, this is so good, y'all. It says, people today are looking for a guarantee. It does not surprise me that people in the world want a guarantee, but it does surprise me that God's people want one. So what David Cooper is saying is that people of this world want a guarantee. We want something to be um, taken off, like taken, like we want something to be known and it's going to happen. I know kind of with my like type A personality, especially with this past year, all of the unknowns were so scary. Just the fact that, oh, the unknown, like I don't know what's going to ha- be happen. That is the scariest part um, of this whole situation is you don't know when it's going to end. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're even going to be alive by the end of this year. You know what I mean? The unknowns were scary. So you want a guarantee and people of this world who have no hope and have nothing to lean on want this guarantee, want this security. And he is saying in this, in this, in this uh, phrase, he's saying, but it doesn't surprise me that God's people want one too. So just like the worldly people, these people that don't have a hope in Jesus are looking for some type of guarantee, God's people are looking for some type of guarantee as well. If that's through drugs, if that's through alcohol, if that's through addictions, if that's through porn, all of these different things they're looking for this guarantee or this sense of um, calmness or this sense of relief or this sense of fulfillment. They're looking for it in things of this world and not just worldly people, but godly people are doing the same thing. And I fall guilty of this same thing, y'all. Gluttony is one of my biggest um, like devil forms, if that makes sense. I'll talk about it later, but like that's kind of what the devil tempts me with. It's gluttony and this whole idea of overeating or in some cases undereating. Um, and so it's like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's kind of like, what's your form? Like what is going to fulfill you? What is going to calm you? What is going to be your guarantee in this world? I struggle with it as well. The next thing that I kind of bullet point was, but we must trust in the name of the Lord, our God. So we don't need to be find security in things of this world. If it's a glass of wine and after a long day to calm us down, we need to be able to pray and trust in God and that to be our use of calming down. Um, so God is, again, the only thing that can keep us safe, nothing else. And I think that's for Christians this year, past year, has proven that point. God is the only thing that is constant. God is the only thing that is never changing. Who thought that Broadway would close down for a year? Who thought that Brave stadiums or or baseball stadiums and and soccer stadiums and and big events and concerts would shut down question mark that that never happened those things were constant until they weren't but the one thing that remained constant when we were isolated in our homes was that god was there and he was in the presence when any when any and everything else was taken from us God was right there. And I think that's what this year was. The purpose of it was to show us that, that with everything stripped away from us, we still have Christ. 
So the next little section is you are not enough. So it's kind of um, talking about how we're not enough on our own. And, and that title is like, you are not enough. Well, that's kind of contradicting anything I've learned um, because a lot of the time we say you are enough. You are perfect in the eyes of God. But this is kind of going back to you are not enough. You are not enough because the Lord needs to be with you. The Lord needs to be a part of that. Um, and this is a passage from Proverbs 31:30, and it says, Charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. So a woman who has the Lord, a woman who fears the Lord, a woman who yearns for the Lord and man is going to cherish, is going to have beauty, is going to be have this like young soul and this young yearn and willing because everything else is going to go away. Charm is deceptive. Charm is deceiving. People are going to trick you just like the demon comes in different forms, just like the devil comes in different forms. And I love this part. Beauty is fleeting. We're not going to look like how we are forever. The things that we have around us are not going to stay like they are forever. So why don't we grasp something that is a little bit more constant, which is, which is Christ? All those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. But those who are humble humble themselves will be exalted. Luke eighteen fourteen. This is so good, so good. Saying that the humble people are the people that are going to be exalted and put past each other. But the people that are arrogant and are crazy and are self-absorbed are the ones that are going to be humbled and are the ones that are going to have everything stripped away from them into the bare minimum and have to refine themselves and that's something that is very hard for me for me like when I accomplish something I want everybody to know about it but at the same time I need to be humble and 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 kind of be humble and just not be self-absorbed and listen to what other people have to say and just kind of be in this state of calm because that is when I'm going to be glorified and exalted is when I am at my humble state. Our understanding is, oh, this is so good, y'all. Our understanding is limitless, but God's understand, oh wait, darn it, I messed it up. Y'all, our understanding is limitless is limited, but God's understanding is limitless. So again, God is the constant in our lives. He is the only constant in our lives. His understanding, his knowledge, his love is limitless and ours is limited. That's so beautiful. The last little section um, that we're going to talk about today is in God's hands or the King's hands. And it kind of talks about, again, where are we going to find our constant in the king's hands, meaning like things of this world or in God's hands? Because again, proven throughout history, we have seen that God is the only thing that has stayed constant to us. Um, hold on. Okay, there's one little section left and it says God will provide. Um, and it kind of talks about um just different things with like fears and how god again is the constant thing so when we lean towards him and when we humble ourselves to him he will provide for our needs because we are nothing we are not enough without him and without his power um god will provide like he always does again this last year i feel like has proven that tremendously of how god will provide for our every needs and more um 
make sure your faith is always bigger than your fear, talking about how we need to let our faith shine. And if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, just a little drop, just one drop, then we have faith as big as the skies. Our faith needs to overcome our fear, and especially today in today's society, that is such a hard concept to grasp. It's easy to say, it's easy it's easy to think, but it's very hard to do and very hard to accomplish, is to just let our faith shine greater than our fears could ever. Um, the last little part that I start, and I kind of want to end this on this, kind of like questioning y'all, um, it says, keep your fears and share your faith. I don't love this because I feel like I'm, again, a very vocal person and I feel like like I need to share my fears and share my faith, like share my fears to friends in a quiet room, but then also share my faith to maybe a non-believer. I feel like if you bottle up your fears and bottle up your feelings, like, again, history has proven time and time again, that's not healthy and that's not good because it's going to come out um, just in different forms. And I've done lots of things on that before but I don't know that's just something to kind of ponder is it says it said share your it said hide your fear no what did it say hide your fear hide your fears and share your faith I'm not sure if that was correct but um, that was the kind of concept so that is all for today's episode I'm trying to make these episodes a little bit shorter so they're getting kind of five minutes shorter each week which we're liking I think um so if you guys waited to the end thank you guys so much you guys don't know how much it means to me it's been over a year since I've started this podcast so we're trucking along for sure um but a couple things I want you guys to know um make sure to check out my website ansleyhester.com where you'll find my blog you'll find how to reach me you'll find the podcast and lots of other fun quizzes and information there. And then also I just got and started an Instagram account. Um, my username is Anne's underscore Hester. So A-N-S underscore H-E-S-T-E-R. So make sure to go follow me on Instagram where I, I tend to like to do stories a lot and a lot of reposting happens over there. Um, so if you just go check out over there, I would love to see y'all over there where you, that's kind of the easiest way to contact me um, is just by DMing me. So if you guys have, this season is coming to a close as soon as, like faster than we know it. So if you guys have any ideas or anything you want to learn about next season, um, let me know and I will think about that and pray about that. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, Remember how much you were loved and cared for by me and by God. Um, I love you guys so much. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Counterclockwise. As always, I love you guys so much. I hope you got something out of this and I hope God is working and moving in your life. I think that is it. Love you guys so much. Have a great rest or start of your week. Okay, bye-bye.